Welcome to Through the Trees. I'm Ollie. And I'm Tash. This podcast is all about environmental issues and climate change. Each week we're going to be taking you on a journey and discussing the key topics which are currently affecting the world. Our aim is to raise awareness and inspire others to make small changes in their lives which will ultimately lead to big differences. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode one of Frida Trees and today we're talking everything plastic. So Tash, where do you want to start with this? Um, ideally, I want to start with a topic that's really close to my heart. I'm a massive, massive animal lover. Um, can't get enough of them. You're wearing a yeah. cat jumper right now. <laughs> well, gave it away. So, yeah, and seeing the detriment that plastics have had on the wildlife and on animals all the way down the food chain, I just has really, really upset me. And I think, although, yes, people are aware of it, I don't think there is a huge awareness for exactly how much it is affecting everything. I think you're right. I think there is definitely a, a sort of disconnection there where you've got... I mean, every time you go on a walk now, it just seems like there's plastic everywhere. And you're saying all of these animals which are now eating the plastic, that then kills them. And then you're seeing all of these you know, wildlife sanctuaries which are trying to save these poor creatures cutting them open and realizing they've got like eight bits of plastic in their stomach yeah and it's the most of the plastics are things like little rings and even though yes some people may try and cut them so animals don't get their heads caught in them or anything at all which is brilliant to a bird's eye it's a worm or it's a bug or something so pick it up go feed it to their chicks or eat it themselves and that's it really it's then in their stomach there's no way they can get rid of it or digest it and it is so awful and then again you see some birds literally like combining their nest full of litter because that's what they're using and it's it's so upsetting to see really because it's not natural and we've done that to them yeah it's quite sad though because outside of the stuff you can see it's more of the stuff you can't oh i know did you um there was a obviously one of the david attenborough um episodes are we just going to plug david attenborough the entire time for this podcast we are aren't we yeah (laughs) Well, well, this is actually what um, made me really aware of it, though. So it's when you went down into the very bottom of the sea and you could see the impact plastics there. Oh, wasn't there like a crisp packet? Yeah, there was a crisp packet. There was a plastic bag. And it was just... That has literally affected everything. So all of the plankton that are eating it and feeding off it and all the wildlife. It's just Because this is like the bit that always staggers my mind. You've got plastic, which obviously eventually it does degrade obviously it can take hundreds of thousands of years Mm. but it will break down eventually um not entirely it it forms as far as i'm understanding it forms into microplastics which is then ingested into smaller creatures as you say like plankton krill which is then eaten Mm. by bigger animals and so on and so forth until it goes all the way through the food chain until we when end up eating it so you get this life cycle now where we're introducing plastic into the environment animals and then eating it we're eating the animals so then we get plastic inside of us which is obviously toxic to us and everything along in the food chain so you know we're shooting ourselves in the foot with this aren't we exactly and even um not even the fact of just eating it it's the plastics that are coming off our waste and are going into the ocean and oh, yes, right. so do... it's a proper cycle all the way around oh christ well yeah well you just gotta look at the killer whales up in scotland wasn't and... that a pcb thing was it pcbs or i think it was PCB. i'm not too sure if i'm honest yeah because i mean that's a really good example so uh, Orcas are my favourite animal. 
okay i absolutely love orcas ever since watching free willy which is kind of ironic why they're my favorite animal but anyway um yeah that was something that i think ugh, correct me if i'm wrong on this but back in the i want to say 50s 60s was uh, maybe even the 70s mm-hmm. you had um what i think it was like something to do with wiring or something or basically some form of toxic plastic which was introduced quickly realized that this is really really toxic stuff and banned it but unfortunately we'd made so much of it at that point we ended up putting it all in landfill yep. that's now spilled into the oceans all the orcas are now eating it and it's made them infertile and you've got that pod which is sitting off the top of the orkney orkney islands yep. and they haven't had a birth in what two decades oh easily yeah and again i think um obviously i follow like their newsletter and everything as well so the whale watch newsletter and unfortunately it just seems that they're all unfortunately dying prematurely as well and it could be down to poor diets because obviously the ocean is now a bit too acidic we've changed the levels of that with the plastics we're pumping into the ocean so it's affecting not just the food chain but everyone all around and you think we've just got such a beautiful wildlife got such a beautiful sort of earth we live on and it's just really upsetting to see how one little bag that everyone uses and just carelessly throws away can just affect every part of it yeah no i mean it's a very very good point i mean that actually brings me on to my next topic which i wanted to discuss with you is like plastics and what they're in Mm. so i did this sort of discovery and this is kind of what um has sparked the chain of events which have led to us creating this podcast right um but it's finding what where plastics are in so one of the things I was quite astounded by is like plastic is in everything that you use on a daily basis. So toothpaste. Yeah, it really shocked me as well, actually. I didn't think it would. So I, I, thought... I think I can't remember which. I'm not going to name brands. Um, which you but... can find on Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, if you get that toothpaste with the tiny little like blue, you know, uh, tiny little squares in, yeah. which make it look cool. Oh, make so your teeth extra white. Yeah, those yeah. are like microplastics which you're just putting into your body because obviously i know you do obviously you should spit not swallow but um but But obviously you're always going to ingest anything it's kind of like if you put lotion onto your skin your your body's going to ingest some sort of part of it and it's just really interesting to see like if you actually went around your house and you pick up loads of different products which you using on a day-to-day basis how much plastic is actually in them yeah well i mean obviously as a girl i do wear makeup and it was actually the liquid foundation makeups that some of them do contain plastic in and i'm really putting, yeah and i'm putting them onto my skin and then wondering why i have breakouts and it's obviously bits of plastic it's a lot of sort of um perfumes everything and it's very unnatural things yeah and i would never have thought of it and what i didn't realize as well was that some although yes you have to label the ingredients there are some ingredients if they're the products made abroad you don't actually have to disclose certain foods as well um if they're made abroad and if they sort of they can get away there's a little loophole somewhere i'd have to look into a bit more but they don't actually have to disclose that on their products because it's only the products in the uk ones they have to disclose wow didn't know that no the only thing like i was reading um an article the other day was all about pfas yeah so PFAs, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, is the uh, it's type of chemical which is formed in plastic bottles. And the more PFAs in a plastic bottle, the more it can be sort of, uh, it becomes more malleable, mm. basically. So you know when you get those really, really cheap ones? Really cheap mm. plastic bottles and then you can just kind of crush them and they're oh, crap. Or when they get really old and they start yeah. sucking in. And so it's... that's got loads of PFAs in. If, obviously, the water that you then drink 
you're ingesting a very small amount, give it, but over a long period of time, it's prolonged exposure, right? So you're ingesting all of that into your body. And what that actually does is it affects a hormone imbalance. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's really difficult to do like a proper scientific study on this. And obviously, I'm not going to say I'm a scientist or even actually know this for a fact. This is just something I read. I don't know if it's 100% true, but apparently it can create such a hormone imbalance that if it was remained unchecked, it could uh, lead to things like infertility. So it's a kind of interesting question that you sort of think like, you know, we're creating these products, you know, and they're not being created with any of this in mind, but we are again shooting ourselves in the foot. So is that the same? So if you have a water bottle and you drink from it every single day, because you do want to save on plastic, so you think, oh, I'll have one water bottle, I'll just refill it every day, and then I'll drink from that. Could that potentially, when it gets old and it starts sort of decomposing a bit, but that obviously release more plastics into the water? You potentially. Well? I mean, again, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not going to say yes, I, I 100% know this, <laughs> and I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make any sort of claim to that, but it can't be good for you. For everything we know about plastic, it can't be good for you. Hence why um, I've got my own reusable bottle, but it's aluminium. Mm. And, you know, it will probably come out in some, you know, story <laughs> later on. Actually, aluminium bottles are the worst thing yeah. ever. But, I mean, that... It, it does go back to the need, as you say, because we, we live in a world now where we're surrounded by plastic so much that if you look in your... Say, even if you just look in your kitchen, the majority of appliances have plastic in them. Uh, everything around them, you know, casing, plastic, food comes in plastic, everything's in plastic. So you think, could we actually survive without it? Oh, that's a very good point. I mean, but you must have been able to, because all the way up until, obviously, the plastic bag and plastics were sort of invented and made readily available to everyone every day, we use things like wooden spoons, you used, obviously, like, wooden utensils as well. Then, I mean, we've survived up to that point, so there must have been something we could use i think the only caveat to that is if you look at the time of when plastic was invented in the world population at that point mm. the exponential growth that we've had of the world population so if we were just using renewable sources i don't know so wood and things like this uh, to make spoons and whatever would it actually be sustainable with the population as it is because obviously demand would be so high and plastic is a very abundant uh, resource which is available to us all the time but yeah there's got to be a better way and I don't know what that mm. is I mean put aside obviously the having to use trees and wood and everything in that for the utensils I think the only thing would be was that you can they do biodegrade down yeah, but you, once true. you have them you do keep you generally should keep them for years and years until they actually break so you would be getting like one spoon or one sort of chopping board every sort of six or seven years yeah. as opposed to a plastic one where it stains or you chop into it a bit more then chuck it away get another one like yeah. a few weeks later I think one of the issues that I've always had though is like because I don't I, and this is my own fault because I haven't done enough research into it but if you look at like paper like all of the paper that you get in like your office or something like that is like brand new mm. it's not recycled paper because it's like the whitest of white paper yeah right and if you ever get the recycled paper coming as far it's as i'm aware it's brown like, tinge yeah isn't it's it? not yeah. gray or gray or whatever it is and it's kind of like newspaper paper um so is it not possible to get it back to you know 
that pristine white if you've used it once and then it gets broken down then re you know put back into a pulp could you not make it into that you know, I, I, think I, the, I, just know. I think the real question is really is like how precious are we about the paper being white if you get a um, a letter or a bank statement through I mean you might read it once or you might file it away but if you get them every week or so or every month you tend to just chuck them away because once you've read it you don't need it so are you really that concerned if it's a slight brown or grey tinge I mean does it have to be white I know obviously if you've got maybe like a visual impairment there's a reason but again, now I know in offices you can request things to be sent in Braille. So could it not be the same basis? So you only send out white paper to those that really need it if I it's a visual know. thing. I mean, are we really that precious about it? I think. Well, I mean, I, I know we're detracting away from this, but it was something I read the other day. Um, was apparently, if you send an email, mm. it's fifty grams of carbon. Send an email. Yeah, because apparently, oh. obviously, you've got to think all emails, everything you do online. No, it wasn't an email. It was a picture message. Yep, sorry, it's a picture message. A so picture if you send, me- why a picture message? Because a picture message is quite like obviously it's quite a big file type. So everything you send online. So if I send you a message, whatever it is, it's got to be stored somewhere. Now everyone believes, yeah, everything's stored in the cloud, but it's not literal clouds, right? <laughs> it's not all your data is just Wait, above yeah. us floating around. Yeah. And, I mean, that'd be cool, but. No, it's in a data center somewhere in the world. And obviously the more and more stuff that we're putting online and we're taking more pictures and the more memory that we're using, that has to go somewhere because weirdly we've got, like everyone's a bit of a hoarder, especially when it comes to like their phones. So it's like, Mm. oh, okay, I've got this um, picture message, which I, or this picture that I took seven years ago. I've only ever looked at it twice. (laughs) But if you tell someone to delete it, like, absolutely not. Oh, no, it's like I'm not firework deleting. photos, isn't it? Oh, How no. many photos took a fireworks? Yeah. I'll never look at them. Never look at them again. But oh, I might have them there, just yeah, in case. Like stupid video of a firework. Oh, have you seen it? You've never had that conversation with anyone. <laughs> sat down at a dinner. He's like, what do you do? Oh, do you know what? I've got a video of a firework I'm going to show you because you've never seen one until you've seen it on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But my point being, the amount of energy and, you know, the amount of resource that goes into holding all of that data be it a pitch message an email whatever it is now is it are we going to see like this weird sort of balance between actually if you just sent a letter it would have been better for the environment i don't know again i think that's it all comes down to the main core question of how good our recycling is and how willing people are to reuse things as well um well you can't reuse an email Oh, no, obviously not. But if you wanted, as you say about letters, if you wanted to put a letter back or if you wanted to, if you're happy for it to be on recycled paper and you just keep on recycling those letters, then really, I know there'll be a point where they are, you cannot use them anymore. But at least for a while, if our, the infrastructure is in place, it could work. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that we need to, I'd really want to discuss is actually recycling. So everyone knows if you look at any plastic package especially bottles you get this little triangle on the back and i think it's like one to seven don't quiz me on what any of them mean because as far as i'm aware they're like pta something and this is basically i think if i'm right um how it's formed and what kind of properties that particular bit of plastic has now there's only one which is actually recyclable but everything else is not recyclable so I, it kind of begs the question, like we're creating all these things where we know instantly that we can't recycle them and we know that they're going to be used for single use. So we're just, again, shooting ourselves in the foot. So why are we doing it? Because the infrastructure has been designed around 
these single-use plastics which are very cheap to make easy to mass produce and it's kind of like look we're just going to think about the short-term gain because it's it's cheaper to do this than actually think about the future and what's going to happen in 20 30 years time i just want to make some money now and these are all the big conglomerates that you know look at coca-cola or whatever it is making these bottles which you know why again there's always going to be that argument couldn't you use glass yes you could but actually is the cost of using glass even to the environment going to be more than using a plastic bottle i don't know but there's got to be better got to be better ways and unfortunately we we sort of live in this consumerism society right now where you can just have everything all the time whenever you want it at a click of a button you know amazon prime one click done and you know can we actually break away from that could we go backwards or do we just have to go right this is how we live we now need to fix all the little segments of this so we can carry on living this way but it's not harming the environment um, yeah, I think we could, but I think, again, it is the infrastructure and unfortunately things are so confusing with plastics and it is that transition of trying to move things that are that were never really recyclable into something recyclable. I had a massive shock the other day when I ordered something and it came in those sort of, you know, the grey plastic bags that you get and on the back of it, it actually said, this is 100% recyclable. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was really shocked because I mean, literally pick that up and go, oh, that's not recyclable, chuck it in the normal bin. Yeah. But... It's sort of at the moment, I think, to be really careful about the packaging and just taking the time to look at it. And it is really confusing, said, with the PTE and whether, especially if it's like ultra intensive, sort of polythene that's obviously being used in plastics, then yes, you can't really recycle it. But the more things as well you look to get that aren't plastic and you think about other things as well and you're careful with the plastics you do get and make sure you recycle them properly, the infrastructure will then be put in place. I think that a lot of people don't, especially sort of like the average, as you would say, sort of people like you and me, we don't realise the power we have and we don't realise the influence we have over big companies. Well, yeah, I mean, you say this, but then, so everyone, everything I've always seen is always saying, like, if the demand is there, the companies will follow. So Mm -hmm. hypothetically... You know, if we all suddenly go, do you know, I, I want plastic-free fruit and veg, then suddenly the supermarkets stop supplying fruit and veg in, in plastic packaging, right? But a lot of the time, and I found this yesterday when I went to Sainsbury's, I went to find some just standard loo roll, right, but mm. not wrapped in plastic. Yeah. Just anything wrapped in paper or something. Every single one is wrapped in plastic. And you think, okay, I don't want to buy it, and I don't want to, you know help towards demand for this but i've got no other option so what do i do and then even on other topics where it's like i don't know shampoo is a really good one like yes you can buy shampoo bars now but some of them are like i saw one that was like 13 pound i'm not spending 13 quid on one bar of shampoo that's ridiculous when you've got like and this is the problem that a lot of people face especially if you're on a budget and you've got a young family you can't spend like £13 on a bar of soap just because you're saving the environment, you are going to think about you and yours at that point in time and you will buy the £1 shampoo which is in a plastic bottle which can't be recycled. Until the alternatives come in which are, you know, at the same price, you're not going to have the demand for it. And that's kind of where I feel like a lot of people, even though they want to make a difference, feel like they've got a hand, you know, tied behind their back. Mm. And they just can't, they don't have the option to do it. No, I do. I do agree with that. So I think that sometimes people are just so 
as you said, their hands tied behind their back. There's nothing really they can do. But at the same time, I think people just got to have a look and see, is there anything else they could possibly sacrifice instead? So instead of maybe getting a bottle, you know, a bottle of wine or something a week, as I know I love my wine, <laughs> but <laughs> so it would be hard, but just a bottle of wine a week, thinking, right, okay, we're going to get a shampoo bar or we're going to get a one online which doesn't contain plastic at all or one that is actually wrapped in a plastic recyclable bottle i mean and again it's that old age question of is it better to walk to a supermarket and get stuff from there so you're not spending money on fuel and things being delivered but again if you're driving to a supermarket this is the other problem isn't it if you start buying stuff on amazon which is coming from abroad Mm. it's worse for the environment than you walking down to your local supermarket and just buying something there but i think this is this is such an issue and it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about animals and Mm. you know with all these microplastics which are disappearing on you know beaches and waterways everywhere all around the world i mean you watch any documentary about plastic now and it just seems like we've gone way too far and there is no way back yeah i think everything it does sound really doom and gloom like even us saying now about how plastics like what do you do you kind of damned if you do damned if you don't yep but I don't think it's like that at all. I think there is a lot of hope and I think that everyday changes can make a difference. So maybe, okay, you can't, let's say you can't afford to have a plastic-free sort of or shampoo bar or something like that or plastic-free bottles, but then make sure that the one you choose, if it's maybe 20p more or so or 15p more, is actually a recyclable bottle and that when you do buy it, you recycle it properly. And that is you making your difference. Okay, so here's my final point. And I'm sorry, I know you just said don't go all doomy and gloomy. But it's my final point in this. So there's a lot of packages um, which on the back of it say it's widely recycled or is available for recycling. However, a lot of these are only able to be recycled at certain points of the country because that's where recycling plants are set up. In other parts of the country, even though they could be recycled, aren't because they just don't have the infrastructure. Like, I know Boris Johnson came out saying, you know, from 2021, we're going to stop sending all of our plastic to China. Mm. And we're basically going to carry on, but we're just going to notify them first. So that was a kind of a, a renege. And everyone kind of went, well, you can't do this. But the, the difficulty was, if you, if we stop sending all of our plastic out, at, you know, outsourcing all of our plastic, it remains in the UK. It, it still ends up in a landfill, just ends up in a landfill in the UK rather than a landfill in China, mm. which... Either way, it's a bad thing. But the point being is we haven't got the infrastructure. We need, like, mass investment into recycling plants, like kind of like what they have in Sweden, where, you know, they are really set up to be able to, you know, reuse all of these different products that they're, you know, buying every single day. Yeah, I think to get the infrastructure, it also, as you said, is the demand. And I know we're sort of going round about here, but I think either the options are that you think of something else you can sacrifice maybe, or like I said, like a bottle of wine, or instead of buying, you, you know... You really keep going on about like, a bottle of wine, don't you? <laughs> that's all yeah. I'm thinking about at the moment. Have you done dry January? I bet you have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did all that. That was it. <laughs> Can't <laughs> wait like, till February now. <laughs> oh, February's a few days away. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you can either try that, or even instead of being maybe like a... Um, an actual branded pasta you go for like a basic pasta sort of thing but and then using the money to buy something that isn't wrapped in plastic yeah or if you do have to get something make sure the bottle's recyclable and maybe just use slightly less of it just be a bit more careful about how much you're using to make it last longer yeah so instead of buying two bottles a bit a month you're only buying one yeah and that is a really good way just to cut down every day i think that kind of leads me on to my 
last topic I kind of want to talk about is a life without plastic and what does that look like I mean is it actually a better life on, on the you know surface of it we all say yes of course if we had if we didn't have plastic in our lives it'd be great would it I don't know oh I think it's a difficult one because yeah I know plastic is sort of the you know we do think at the moment we can't talk about it we can't have it in our lives it's really bad but then you do neglect the things that's used that are really good for, such as TVs. Really good, long-standing. You have plastic in the TVs around wiring, and it's yeah, the so, case of, well... So here's a really interesting thing with that. So obviously you have TVs. Everyone's working from home at the moment, so you've got you know, like probably two, three, or four screens set up and you know home offices or whatever it is. Everything's encapsulated in plastic, and that's fine because you want you know the rigidity and you want it to last and the durability. But eventually, I mean, most of these products now are designed to only really last a few years. Mm. And because the way technology is advancing, you know, do you remember we all have um, the first iPhone that came out? Yeah. That was brilliant. We were like, oh, great. This is good. You wouldn't use it now. It just wouldn't work. Like with all of the upgrades that we have to have and, you know, the software and stuff like that, it just wouldn't work. It wouldn't have the capacity or capability to work in today's, you know, society. So you have to buy a new phone. Every year, you buy a new phone, buy a new phone, buy new laptops, buy new TVs, whatever it is, buy new appliances. So even though all these, you know, bits of plastic are being used in the right way because you know they're cheaper to make instead of using bigger materials such as metals and other things like that, it's they're still ending up in landfill. Yes, but that's when I think you've got to be a bit savvy about what you do with them afterwards. So I did a massive uh, DVD clear out the other day. You know, everything we have is like on TV or on, you know, I can get things off Netflix, off Sky, off Amazon or anything at all. So I don't really need DVDs anymore. So I actually thought, you know what, instead of just chucking these, I'm going to go online and see if I can send them somewhere to get them refurbished or get a bit of money for them at all or even sell them on. Because there will be people out there that will buy them. Either they don't, they don't have Sky or they don't have the you know, immediate packages like Netflix or Amazon or anything at all, but they do have a DVD player. So I think all I would do is sort of think, well, instead of just chucking things, can I reuse it for something else? Yeah, it's a good idea. And for long-standing things like that, like I think you w- we need to think outside the box a bit more. TVs, sell them, all, sell them online. Yeah. See if you can, instead of just sort of chucking them away um, at the landfill. I mean, there is that thing, especially if you go to, and I've gone on about supermarkets a lot today, um, but getting fruit and veg loose is you know a brilliant thing mushrooms the other day i was so pleased with that so tough i get loose mushrooms so the ones wrapped in plastic and yeah. i got the re- was able to get the really big ones as well which i really wanted <laughs> <laughs> um but no i mean that, little things. I, I always find that that's actually it works out cheaper mm. so oh. if, if you get like a whole basket full of loose fruit and veg it works out so much cheaper than if you actually buy in the packets. Whereas it actually, when this actually started, it was the other way around, which meant people went, well, I'm still going to buy it in, pla- in plastic because it's cheaper. I still think it's very misleading, though, what they have in supermarkets. So they always have, let's say, sweet potatoes would be £1.75 and very small writing per kilo. But oh, then yeah. right next to it, you have about eight sweet potatoes, quite small ones, in a plastic bag for a pound. Whereas if you go and you can buy like four really big sweet potatoes... For the same price, if not less. Yeah, I think that's kind of the thing, isn't it? I mean, the crux of the matter is it's a culture change. Yeah. It's a, it's a society where we've lived in now, as, as I said earlier, it's a consumerism society, which is just all around getting things now. 
mm. and speed and uh, efficiency and effectiveness you know endless growth that's all our society is based upon at the moment and unfortunately we kind of need to take stock of what we've got and almost I don't want to say go backwards, but you know what I mean? Almost look yeah. backwards and have a look at the lessons learned. It's kind of one of those things. It's like if everyone just went and talked to their grandparents and went, well, how did you do it? Because yeah. they did it. Well, I remember going with my mum to the greengrocers down in the high street when I was really young and you would be able to pick your own tomatoes and everything from the shelf and you put them in a the bag and you carry them home and there was something really satisfying um, about just having your own fruits that you've got in a little bag. And it was really sad, but same I had with the mushrooms the other day. I picked the ones that I wanted, put them in a bag, took them to the checkout, and it was just so much more, I don't know, I just felt really nostalgic yeah. rather than just picking up a plastic bag and just scanning it and then chucking it in the trolley. I think we are slowly moving that way, hopefully anyway. Um, I think the only thing which is kind of holding that back at the moment is covid okay we're going to move into our last bit so this is our tip of the week our main tip really is to try and get as many plastic free items as you can so um i said we touched it like fruit and veg if i get loose stuff or maybe you know sacrifice something at home to get something a bit more plastic free or even if you really can't do that even if you're able to use something a little less good tip thank you tash well, that's all we've got time for this week we hope you've enjoyed this episode and next week we'll be talking about a different topic which is currently affecting the environment thank you for joining us bye bye